Alright, Jean. Are you, Are you ready, ready to be counted in? Let's go, Jean. Ready in Chamesh. Alba Shalosh. Stein. You heard it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Oh. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? With Christina P. All right. With me today is your favorite, my favorite, Leanne Kreischer. Yep. Oh, um, oh, clean as far as I know. So we, we took the um, antibody test. We're yes. negative. Clean. Clean. And uh, we couldn't be more thrilled to be getting out of our houses oh. and away from our husbands and children to do the show today. So true. What are you going through right now? I can only imagine. You know, the good thing about now is that um, we're quarantined. Like, w- there's something we can do. So, for whatever reason, for the most part, that's giving Bert's OCD, like, comfort. Yeah. Like, we're not leaving the house. We, yeah. I mean, like, nobody's leaving. Yeah. Nobody's going anywhere except for me. I go to the grocery store, and I'm literally, like, hazmat suit yes. to go to the grocery store. So, for whatever reason... That's making him feel better. That there's something you can do. Yes. You can stay home. Is he cooking obsessively? I was cooking obsessively for the first week or so. Um, I don't know that he's cooking obsessively. You know, mm. this has been really an interesting experiment in our marriage, I mm. think. I think in everybody's. I think in everybody's, yeah, right? <laughs> I, uh, think I think so. People listening are like, girl. Oh, there's, the divorce rate is definitely going to be It's going to be crazy. crazy. Okay, I'm sorry, but yeah. go ahead. You no, were no, saying. no, 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 no. Um, I'm I'm amazed at how much we are enjoying each other. Yeah. Because there's, I think what happens for me is when he's home and I go, oh, okay, he's leaving on Thursday. I have this like TikTok. Yeah. I just got to make it till Thursday, but there's no out <laughs> here. So I have to manage myself. You know what I mean? I do. Because sometimes when Tom is home and he's like touring though, and he'll say something annoying and I'll be like, when do you leave again? Exactly. When do you go? When's yeah. that suitcase going to get the fuck out? Yeah. I know, because you're like, I just need to be by myself. Well, there's, yeah. that's not coming. No. No time soon. <laughs> so I think it's made me kind of like manage myself a little differently. I had one day where I was like, fuck every person here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate too. all of you. And yeah. I'm going to sit in the front yard for about six hours. Yeah. Just leave me alone. No one talked to me. Yes. I had, but only one day. And did you, how long did you get to sit in the yard before? Mom, mommy, mama, <laughs> mommy. Leanne, where's the spatulas? Where's the cook? Yeah. I don't have I, the mom, mommy anymore. Okay. okay. They avoid me like the plague. No oh, I can't. I, <laughs> <laughs> they do. They avoid me like the plague. Right. Because I'm for the quarantine. Yeah. My kids are at the age where I literally can't go take a dump without my baby. Being I know. Like, mommy, I saw that. Mommy. Oh, I was taking a shit and the I baby was it. on my lap. The toddler put an orange in my face and then the baby it. plays with the buttons on the toilet and yeah. the, the dog. It, it, it's misery. It's yeah. misery. But go ahead. So. So you're you're enjoying him because oh, you're yeah. kind of forcing yourself. Oh, here, Nadav, there I am. That, it's up there. It's in the middle. See the I know, orange? Right? I look like shit under the cool it's mom so shirt. It's so funny. Which, by the way, the cool mom shirt is now back in stores due okay. to popular demand. Yeah. People have been asking me to restock it. All the cool mom shirts are back in all sizes. There I am. This is me when I just woke up. <laughs> um, I have my sweet little baby, Julian, sitting on my lap. I'm literally, a turd is coming out of my butt. <laughs> As I'm taking this picture, and then my older boy is shoving an orange in my face, 
and then he threw it in the, the toilet. It's like it's terrible. Oh, look, there's Ali Wong with, uh, <laughs> and in true true mom fashion, there's Ali Wong commenting on it with the the praise Allah sign. You look happy. <sighs> yeah, I look I look healthy. I look good. Yeah. You look blissful. Like rested. Yeah. Like, like motherhood is a is a wonderful journey all the time. It's very all enlightening motherhood, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> really makes everything lighter, easier, simpler. <sighs> sometimes I love them and sometimes I don't want to be around them. So so you took a six hour lawn vacation. It wasn't six hours. I, I probably made it for two <laughs> before somebody. A friend of mine, her husband disappeared one day. She couldn't find him. He'd spent five hours in his car in the driveway. <laughs> he just went in the car in the driveway. It was like, fuck all you people. He's living with three women oh. and went in his car for five hours straight. I, I was like, what did you do? He said, I took a nap. I, I watched some stuff on Netflix on my phone. I just need to get out of the house. By the way, they live in like a five bedroom enormous house yeah. where he could have just gone into a room and closed the Just, door yeah but he wanted like his own space where no one yeah 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 because you still hear the crying and the screaming yeah. and the yelling and the yes um i don't know what's worse at this point uh quarantining alone in isolation mm. or quarantining with your children mm. now you have a different hell my hell mm. is the younger mm -hmm. children you have the real hell i have a 21 month old and a four-year-old yeah. and the four-year-old's a vacation yeah. compared to the 21 month old who is at that stage where no toys doesn't give a shit about toys doesn't want to watch movies yet just wants to destroy the house mm -hmm. it is is that a toilet brush let me touch that with my hands let me put that in my mouth are those spices let me open them and dump them on the floor is mm -hmm. that glass can i touch it mm -hmm. so it's literally like i just don't kill yourself all day and then the four-year-old you know he has his moments but anyway i digress you're homeschooling <sighs> teenagers which is like <sighs> It's not BS. Like my homeschooling of preschool is like, you guys are going to color today and learn what a penny know. is. No, this is terrible. What are you it's doing? Terrible. Georgia, Georgia's <laughs> high school is amazing. They, I don't even, I just check in with her at eight and she goes up. Oh, I have a class at nine. I have one at 11, one at two. And this, she's got it. I don't know. And they do it on the her. zoom or yep, whatever. The all, teacher shows up and does yep, the full class. Yep. Yeah. It's all great. It's just like she's in school. She's yeah. there from eight to three. Great. She has homework. It's like nothing's changed except she just doesn't leave. Love it. It's amazing. And all schools should be that way. I don't know why. Agreed. Not, but. but my youngest daughter, who I know everybody knows is dyslexic. Mm -hmm. And she has something called a processing delay. So like if you say, hey, what's 10 times 10? She goes, <laughs> I think Tom has that too. Hundred? But it takes that long. You're like, dude, it's ten. You just add a zero on the end. It's not right. hard. Just count the zeros. It's the, yeah, it's yeah. it's easy. Yeah. But it's a process of delay, right? Yeah. She just has this little delay. So LAUSD, if anybody has a different experience than me, Godspeed. But yeah. for me, this has been a disaster. Like every teacher is using a different portal, is using a different modality of teaching. Somebody's on Google, somebody's on Schoology, somebody's on Zoom. I mean, I had to like the third week make a spreadsheet for her for what teacher taught through what modality and what was due. Oh and it was boy. so overwhelming, I couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> and I'm 50, you know? All right. And on top of that, like the history teacher is like, read page 209 to 213, answer these four questions and write a, a two paragraph essay, right? Are you kidding? It's about the Constitution. Ugh. Do you think what 13-year-old goes, oh boy, <laughs> do 
can't read. Wait, read my textbook about the Constitution. None. Juicy. Yeah. Well, do you know that Constitution law is considered the most difficult class in law school? Is and it? if you become a con law professor, you're considered one of the most elite intellectual minds. What? Yeah. It's really hard. It's not. The Constitution is not easy for an adult. I feel so elite. Yeah. Because I just taught. <laughs> the first three articles of the constitution to my daughter yeah. and it was not easy yeah it's really hard it's really hard and i'm yeah. not a teacher no i know you're not qualified i, I mean no. not, even, not even close and that's just one subject like math i'm like oh forget what it. is an integer oh well, fuck off. i don't remember, I remember what an integer is listen bro here's the here's what you gotta know they should be teaching you how to change your tire how to uh, yeah. che- balance a checkbook yeah fractions are important yeah percentages for tipping totally uh, at addition subtraction that yep. should be the math period totally Done. that's all you need to do you go out to dinner you do your taxes you leave a tip yeah boom yeah okay totally anything else is superfluous. if you're if you're if you're splitting up uh, a cheesecake you need percentages that, thank I, you I get ha- 25 percent of that that's right so yeah a baking recipe yeah. you need to know that basic yeah. math yeah algebra two i never even got past i never yeah. needed it in my life geometry is pretty logical but anyways the point is you're teaching them real stuff. And that I'm not qualified to teach. Right. You know, that's what gets me about people that want to homeschool. The <sighs> arrogance of people. By the way, and I'm not saying that not everybody is, isn't qualified. There are some people that are qualified mm-hmm. to homeschool. Teachers. Totally. My cousin is, uh, my cousin Shadi was a teacher and she's like, I want to homeschool my kids. Yeah, you're Go qualified. Totally. But the, you know how hard it is to homeschool? No, but- no, no. I do. Actually, <laughs> I, I do now. I just I didn't create my- the cur- curriculum. I'm just yeah. executing it. And it's been, it's been awful. It is awful. It's awful. I mean, I thought the last week, I thought there's going to be blood. Yeah. And it's not going to be mine. <laughs> It's going to be Isla Kreischer's blood. It's going to be all over this dining room table because yeah. I'm going to kill her yeah. before this week's over. How do teachers do it? I don't know. How do they do like 20 or 25 of those Isla Kreischer's? I don't know. Like, I how don't the know. fuck is five per, like one in five kids have dyslexia, not just the wow. other learning disabilities that are out there, just That's dyslexia specifically, one in five wow. have that specific learning disability i don't know how teachers do it they are saints we should double all their pay except i feel this way about it right this homeschooling that's happening now could have been the disastrous that i am experiencing could have been prevented if the teachers that are teaching my daughter had complied with getting up and running on this portal called schoology two years ago when it was put in place Mm. and they pretty much just use it as a grade book and not a teaching tool Mm -hmm. so they just post grades on it Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a portal in which you learn Mm. but they never the teachers were like i don't like it i don't want to learn that we're gonna (laughs) keep teaching old school and i'll just put the grade book in well now we're here we're here where they don't know how to use that yeah, and it's it's Fakakta. It's the whole system. Yes. Yeah. I think if you'd just done the work two years ago, not only would your life be easier, so would Isla's. Because we had to learn how to use this platform from like, hey, we're in school and now tomorrow we're not. It's so <laughs> No annoying. training. Her login didn't even work. It took us like four days to get her login to work. It and was what a waste of time. The, the yeah. amount, I know because Tom is doing a lot of press for his special Ball mm-hmm. Hog on Netflix now. It's really and funny. He, every single interview or piece that he's doing is like, okay, you have to set it up with the Zoom thing or you have to set it up with this software and it'll take him an hour to set up before his meeting. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, I'm exhausted. And I will say too that I think after this pandemic, people are going to have a real appreciation 
for stay-at-home moms. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I at one point when I had Ellis was like, I should be a stay-at-home mom because uh, it's every... No, I am not qualified. It is... It, I've got my husband at home and we have the two children and the kitchen is a disaster. By noon, <laughs> by noon, there are toothpicks on the floor right now. And when I left, brownies <laughs> smeared everywhere, water, <laughs> kidney beans. Oh my God. It's a nightmare. And... And how do you people, how do these women not go insane? Like, how do you wake up and you just you go to bed, the babies are down, and then you wake up and it's just, again, with the babies all all day, every day, and yeah. there's no time for yourself, and you're just giving and giving. And, like, today I fucking snapped. Juju was having a tantrum, and I was like, okay, I gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit, man. Like, I can't, and I, I, I need, I just want my nanny back. I'm just saying I love you. Go back. <laughs> Go back. Claudia, where are you? Um, yeah, I don't know how, how did you do it? Well, I was at home alone a lot and working. I had a nanny only for the hours when I was at work. Which is not right enough because now you come home from work and you're just thrown into to clean. Mom. I yeah. didn't have a cleaning person. <laughs> oh. uh, I cleaned, I cooked. She just straight nannied. She didn't do any housework. <sighs> it's, it's really hard. It's Ugh. it's really exhausting. Exhausting. And I'm yeah. 43. I'm not a 23-year-old mom. And yeah. Even at 23, I think it would be exhausting in a different way because you may have physical energy, right? But you can't you can't like do other things you might want to do or yeah. your peers are doing. You can't you're home raising kids. So maybe if your other peers are home raising kids, it's not as Yeah. It's not as, you know. God bless you stay-at-home moms. I I have such a new appreciation for these women who give up every, and you give up everything, everything. Yeah. to be home with these babies. And, and I, and could you, I was just like, God bless the women's movement that gave me some breathing room. Like, could you imagine all the laundry you're doing all, you're doing all the dishes, you're doing all the cooking, you're doing all, it's, it's so much. It's so much. But I still do that. I mean, all I'm, of it. Leanne, let's talk about your housekeeper. Yeah. Did you fire her yet? Oh Lord. <laughs> Let me tell you, she hasn't been to work for me since the coronavirus, but, um, it really did magnify what a bad cleaner she was. Cause I'm yeah. cleaning now. Okay. Like on the Thursday when she came, what, what else am I doing? Yeah, I'm cleaning. So I've like deep cleaned every room in my house, cleaned stuff out, gotten stuff ready to go to Goodwill when Goodwill's back up and running. And I was like, wow, she really is worse than I thought. <laughs> so I think we're just going to not come back after Corona. You're I think gonna... Corona, you know what? Maybe that's why Corona happened. Yeah, yeah. It's your like the good Lord said, <laughs> Leanne needs to get rid of this cleaning lady. She's not taking a hint. We're just going to pandemic the whole world so that she can fire this one person. Yeah, that's Thank right. you, God. That's why this happened. This is all for so you. It's all for me. Yeah. Brilliant. It's God works centered at all. God works in mysterious ways. Doesn't man. he? But I wanted to share this book with my um, viewers, listeners. This is called Big Bird's Busy Book. And this is from, oh, you're going to love this. I brought this for oh, us because this is our generation. I bought this book on the interwebs. This is published in 1975. So Aww. I know I was born in 76. So this is. I was five. You're five. Oh, this is your birth mm -hmm. year. So if no, you were. No, I was five. When oh, was you were five. five. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So your mother may have. No. Nope. Taken this book and said, nope. Leanne. Leanne Crasher. No, not no, my mother. No, not your. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's mother born in 1970 <laughs> might have done that. Maybe a nicer <laughs> neighbor lady. Somebody. Would have taken Big Bird's busy book. 
and suggested you guys do one of the crafts in here. So these nice. are crafts that Sesame Street told children to do. Awesome. Yeah, this one's my personal favorite. This is for the seasons, crafts for all seasons. And this one, Oscar the Grouch is telling you what to do. He says, uh, you know what us grouches like to do in the summer? We like to go down to the swamp and play in the mud. Here are some of my favorite mud toys. The best thing to use is a plastic bleach bottle. <laughs> You can cut off the bottom and use it as a pail. And you can cut the top like this and it makes a super duper mud scooper. Could you even imagine telling children to find a bleach bottle and cut the bottom out? Nowadays, no. (laughs) When I was a kid, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was a scoop and or could be used as a funnel. Yeah, (laughs) scoop, funnel, bucket. Yeah, and then later you can put punch in it and drink out of it. 100%. For lunchtime. They didn't have those stupid sippy You can put your whole arm in there and mix your Kool-Aid like this, right? Uh, so there was that one. And then I thought I'd share this one. This one's my favorite. There's a lot of cookie recipes, which are really cute in here. Okay. Here's oh. Cookie Monster's colored candy cookies. So what you're going to do is you're going to get a cookie sheet with tinfoil, sprinkle, sprinkle flour on the cloth, roll out the dough, and then... You're going to break up colored candies into little pieces and put the pieces in openings in your pictures like this. So what you're going to do, you're just going to take your dad's hammer and you're going to... Which is probably clean. (laughs) Yeah. No coronavirus (laughs) on that hammer. It shows Cookie Monster taking a hammer and hammering a lollipop to make the pieces all jagged and sharp and then you melt those into your cookies. I mean... Don't you miss the 70s? That's also called a toothbreaker, <laughs> right? Because once you get that cookie, you can't possibly bite it without breaking a tooth. Hell no, that's the point. That's why we survived the 70s, man, in the 80s. Because <laughs> of this pussy generation, you guys need to play with your fucking bleach bottles like we did. <laughs> Anyways, I'm reading that book, The Coddling of the American Mind. Oh, yeah, I've read it. Mm-hmm. it you have? Yeah, great book. Now, when I say I'm reading it, I mean, I sneak it on my iPhone in between when my children are distracted. Yeah, or, totally. And I'm taking a shit alone. Oh, here's another fun craft before we get into that. Oh, boy. These are pinwheels. Uh, Betty Lou teaches you how to make a pinwheel. You fold the paper in half, and then you find a... You, hold on. You find a, a pin, like an actual pen, and then you take a, you take a... You pull the eraser out of a pencil... And then you stab it through the paper with a sharp pin, which is cool. You can't use the (laughs) hammer from the craft before? Wouldn't that make sense? Take your hammer with the candy coated all over it and bang it on your pin. And then you have a nice. And then you have a safe. But but this really reminded me of that book because um, it's talking about the over-concern for safety. And Mm -hmm. this isn't shitting on the millennials. It's actually shitting on the generation after the millennials and not the generation. It's shitting on the adults around them. Yes. Who created a a safety obsession Mm -hmm. to the point of where their emotional safety Mm -hmm. is of the highest concern. And that's how we came up with things like trigger warnings. Yeah, that's right. And you can't discuss things in college that might make somebody emotionally upset, Mm -hmm. which is absurd because this book was saying how you develop a tolerance for things by exposure to them, much like how a vaccine works. They give you a little bit of the the nasty, right? Yeah. Disease. And then you develop antibodies. It's also how uh, you manage anxiety is from exposure. Right. To what makes you anxious. Right. And then you practice skills that help you not be anxious when you're exposed to that situation item 
whatever knowledge that right. makes you anxious. I th- I found that book um, uh, terrifying and <laughs> um, and really really good information to yeah. go. Okay, so that's how you're thinking. Okay, so then I can maybe present this and is really. Life is about getting what you want, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to present it in a way that gets you what you want, right? If you present it in the way that makes you feel good, you may not actually get what you want. So then what's the point of that? Wait, what do you mean? Say, Bert, like Bert, if Bert. I want Bert to take out the garbage, mm. I don't go, hey, dude, can you take out the garbage? Your turn. Mm. He's not going to do that. Mm. I have to go, you know, it just is so nice when you help me. <laughs> You are just so sexy. I love to see your biceps at work. You know what would really work? Lifting the garbage bag out and carrying it to the garbage. He'll do it. Yeah, let's see how many push-ups you can do by the dumpster. Exactly. After you put those trash Let me see you roll those bins in, baby. In and out, in and out. And then he'll do it, right? And it's at the end of the day, all I want is the garbage out. That's it feels true. so much better to go, hey, dude, can you just take this out? That feels really good to me. That's no, what I would say. No, that's what I do. I'm an idiot. I'm a dumb dumb. Well, it just depends on what you want the end result to be. Do you want the end result to be I've taken care of myself or I've gotten someone else to do what I've asked, which is then also taking care of myself? But why don't they just do it? Like, if my husband asked me to do stuff, I feel like I just do it. Like, same here. They just fucking do it. But sis, you could ask the same question of this group of people that the coddling of the American mind are talking about. <sighs> Why don't they just do it? Why don't they just listen to what their professor has to say and accept it and ma- and manage their own emotions? Because some people aren't like that. And unfortunately, people have raised a generation of people who are not like that. Right. Resilience. There's no resilience. It's very interesting. And emotional yeah. and intellectual resilience is important. You have to be able to think about all sides of the argument to, yes. to be a thoughtful person you know what else I think it has to do with um, my part of my takeaway from that book was that people raising those kids did not main uh, teach them how to maintain their own boundary mm. to say I don't like seeing Venus de Milo naked but it doesn't mean that that doesn't belong on the planet right. it just doesn't work for me so I'm going to hold my boundary and I'm going to sit in this classroom and go I don't really like that but I'm going to try and learn what the teacher is teaching me anyway. Right. To take something, to say, take something of value from everything. Yes. It's not just like, that's all, this is bad. This makes me feel bad. Therefore, I can't. Yes. You've now <laughs> imposed on my boundary. Yeah. You've broken my boundary because I can't hold my own boundary in my yeah. own psyche. Not that you need to have someone else, go, you know, go out and go, hey, you've crossed a boundary by showing me the Venus de Milo. You just <sighs> so hold it within your own mental health. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's interesting that you you should impose your stuff on everyone. Well, I'm so curious how these anti-vaxxers are going to be after this pandemic. <laughs> I mean, you got to be pretty diehard now if you're like, no, thanks. I'm not going to take the uh, yeah. the coronavirus yeah. vaccine in a year from now. You better not fucking take it. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you better be right or die, bitch. I don't want to see you guys in line getting your vaccines. I have some serious thoughts about that. You I right or die. It is, it is your civic duty to get vaccinated. It is my opinion. No. You are putting everybody at risk if you don't Yeah, but don't you feel kids. like those people are going to be first in line to get the vaccine, all these nutbags that were anti-vaxxer? I think it depends on the level of nutbag. <laughs> <laughs> Like it will depend. How can you not like? I know one or two that probably won't. Are you being serious? I'm like yeah. moms. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. And there are four real nutbags where I go. Yeah. yeah. That one's not probably not. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also not super into quarantining right now either, which um, is very confusing to me because yeah. kids aren't vaccinated for anything. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. That's just a personality type disorder huh? yeah <laughs> maybe yeah possibly a personality disorder possibly. wow something's wrong for sure something's wrong yeah like who are these people completely disregarding i haven't seen it in my neighborhood i don't i mean then again i'm not really looking for it i don't know i wasn't looking for it either i don't know um it, um but i don't go i don't know i'm not, I'm not but if i went to gelson's i'd probably be like what the fuck oh, right <laughs> crazy. yeah one or two in every uh, neighborhood right yeah bless you thank you but um but anyway back to husband management so you're right you can't go at them straight you got to go at them sideways i i can't go at mine straight no no if i if i go at mine straight uh-huh. okay and then like it's m- forgotten time will pass mm-hmm. and i'll be like dude can you do that mm-hmm. uh, can you do that mm-hmm. and then the night time is <sighs> okay let's same give up. and mine always has you know my mind is engaged in creativity oh my god i can't think about the garbage and i want to go oh mine used to be engaged in creativity but that had to push pause because somebody had to take out the fucking garbage so if not we'd be living in a pile of garbage so hi well push pause for two seconds you can do it and also people tom and i both live in creativity Mm -hmm. mind we still take out our trash so don't let him fucking tell you that oh no no it's, it's not just limited to the trash mm. it's limited to it's it's everything i can't do that because i'm busy uh, flushing the toilet per- 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 perfect example yeah. i'm like who gets up and walks away and there's brown in the bowl oh yeah no who gets up and walks away no. he does and i for 18 years i've said turn your ass around and flush it 18 years oh i can't fix this problem i've tried I've tried everything to fix this problem. You know what you need to get? What? It's expensive. BB gun? No. <laughs> you need to get a Toto toilet. We have one. And it self-flushes. No, the toilet. Oh, I don't have the self-flushing one. You got to get. Okay. It'll solve your marital problem. I'm a huge believer in outsourcing what you can. And in this situation. Brilliant. It sounds like you need to outsource. because brilliant. Yeah. But don't this you This dog's think, not going to change. How do you respect a person. That doesn't. Who doesn't flush their shit. It's crazy. It's. And it's a fundamental, it's like the first thing you teach a toddler. Yeah. It's like one of the first, and not only that, the lack of shame. You're not ashamed. Oh, no, no, no. There's no shame. That your wife sees your smelly. No, no shame. Ropes of brown. No, first, first joke and is uh, special. I shit on the underside of the toilet. Accurate, accurate, very accurate. He also doesn't flush the toilet. So I think. Ugh. He, his excuse, the reason we got on this topic was, his excuse uh. was, while he's on the shitter, he's writing jokes. Oh, stop. So by the time he gets up, <laughs> he's, he's writing in his joke book, or he's already in this creative space, so he can't flush the toilet. Such a crock of shit. Such a liar. No pun intended again, yeah. but such a crock of such shit. Such a crock. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, sometimes I tell my husband, because the other day he walked over and he just ripped a fart on me, like <laughs> on me, and I was like, babe... You know I'm a woman, right? <laughs> like at some point you want to put your penis in me and like, do you think you could think of me as a woman? Like remember when we first started dating? Like does Bert did Bert do that from the very beginning? Where no, he, uh, yeah, he's always not flushed the toilet, even when you were courting. Yes, I think that he has something wrong with him. Yeah, in that arena. 
yeah. there's something wrong something with wrong maybe yeah. you know what they say so my shrink told me that little children when they're toilet training they don't want to flush because it's like some part of them is going away and they don't understand I would buy that maybe <laughs> i would buy that entirely maybe it's like a freudian stage that he never went through and he doesn't want to part with his gold you know I what i mean would, i would totally buy that wait no because he said it before he's like i want to leave parts of myself yeah. around yeah he exactly. said this before yeah no no no. he needs to see evidence of himself everywhere that's why but he doesn't clean up that's the brown he needs to see evidence so like our bathroom you know i, I have everything like against the mirror and it's all you know so you have space here his shit is like this this where so he can see everything out <sighs> so he can see evidence of himself yes yeah so i guess maybe that is i bet leaving. you the brown god i'm so brilliant he's marking his marking his he's, spot you should bring up with the shrink he needs to talk to the shrink about that one i mean that's to me i'd be so mortified if i you know how sometimes you flush and there's a little remnant mm -hmm. like a kibble left behind mm -hmm. and i am mortified to think that anybody saw that yeah i don't do that either i flush and make sure it's down and if it's not down i flush again and make sure it's down even if there's skids i'm like oh god i better clean the skids i don't want my husband to see skids oh i don't worry i don't have skids i don't have oh. that problem i'm clean <laughs> i'm very i clean. have skids i eat a lot of fiber <laughs> um well as long as we're on the um topic of of husband management in this time of pandemic i don't know if you saw this in the national news but it says from Malaysia, the government released a, a topic, a, a thing that says, don't nag your husband during lockdown. What? This was sent to me by my child's pediatrician. Shout out to Dr. <laughs> Thank you for this. It says, Elak pakai pakaruma, scroll up so I can read the article. <laughs> it says, Malaysia has the largest number of COVID-19 cases in Southeast Asia with more than 2,900 and counting. This week, Malaysia's government also had a serious PR issue after an ill-conceived plan went online. Malaysia's Ministry for Women, Family, and Community Development issued a series of online posters on Facebook and the gram with the hashtag, hashtag women prevent COVID-19. It advised the nation's women to help with the country's partial lockdown by not nagging their husbands. The ministry also advised women to refrain from being, quote, sarcastic if they asked for help with household chores. What? And it urged women working from home to dress up and wear makeup. What? Yeah. Do you emit less spit if you do that? Is that what it is? <laughs> you spit less if you're not nagging? Do you spit more when nagging? I don't know. But oh the women of God. Malaysia did not appreciate it. It's extremely condescending both to women and men. Nisha Shabana manager of the advocacy group All Women's Action Society, wrote, these posters promote the concept of gender inequality. No. And promote and perpetuate the concept of patriarchy. Hilarious. So, yeah, Malaysian, the women were like, nah, brah. Nah, bro. This is like the 1950s, and that's what that's they insane. told American women, right? Like, you should make the... Uh, avoid wearing home clothes, it said. Dress up as usual, put on makeup, and dress neatly. <laughs> There's no advice for the men? No, they can just do it. I think so they can wear their home clothes? <laughs> they're, they're, and look they're like slobs? Dumpy sweats. This is so great. But anyway, so if you're, you know, you're in Malaysia, shout out. Um, Wowza. Yeah. So, so Wowza. But husband management. So you tell. Husband management. So what you do is you compliment. Do you really say that to him though? Or, or how do you get No, him? I don't really say that to okay, him. Okay. So what do that's you really. That's my theory. That's your theory. So yeah. how do you implement. 
getting him to do stuff around the house. You know what's really funny is since we've been home, he's yeah. been super easy. I've been able to say, hey, babe, can you can you blow off the backyard so we can, you know, get rid of the orange now, blossoms? And he's like, okay. My husband, too, has yeah. been surprisingly... Yeah, same. Shocked. I'm yeah. Shocked. And which makes me so upset because it's like... <laughs> Oh, motherfucker like where have where's this guy been yeah right 15 years you ain't done shit and now he's putting dishes in the dishwasher oh that ain't happening in my house oh, hmm. but if i ask for something you know bert's an excellent cook so he cooks a lot i wish my husband yeah. would do that he's he's doing a lot of the cooking god I um yeah, but but for stuff like the stuff that i would actually i don't have to ask for help with cooking i have to ask for help with like you know scooping dog shit out of the backyard or yeah. um we have this huge orange tree that's just dropping orange blossoms at a massive rate mm -hmm. so we can't keep it, like the backyard clean it needs to be blowed off every couple of days mm. that's the stuff that i would have to figure out it was it for me it was how i'd ask him i wouldn't compliment him i was exaggerating yeah, about yeah, the biceps yeah, yeah. and whatever sure, but sure. i have to figure out the timing mm. and the wording uh, like based on his mood to be able to mm. get him to do something i wanted but now uh, that mood seems to be his mood's pretty stable he hasn't drank since he's been home it's great which is like 21 days or something it's amazing and how does he feel is he great better yeah yeah he feels great it's good um so yeah he's super even keel um not that he's crazy up and down but his sleep was erratic if he drinks a lot he just sleeps all the time and yeah. now he's not doing that he's That's present wow um it's been actually great i feel again like maybe this happened just for my family because <laughs> <laughs> i go wow he's he's really plugged into everything we're doing he wants to be part of everything that's going on with the girls and um not that they have that much going on but every single night we watch a movie together as a family we eat dinner we've always ate dinner together and then everybody would kind of separate off and finish homework or whatever but nobody's that busy now so we're watching movies every night and we're having conversations our two daughters are getting along better than they have in years which i'm mm. shocked i thought the quarantine we again thought there would be blood but no yeah. i think great. it has something with what you said is that we're we're in kind of an Anne Frank sitch where we don't know how mm. long this war is going to last, right. and we don't know the uncertain the level of uncertainty in the mm. external world is so high that I think I think maybe that because same with our house, our house is really pleasant, and yeah. I'm really enjoying for the most part this time with everybody, and maybe some of that is like because we know on an unconscious level like we can't sully these waters, like right. we can't you can't be a dick. No. And be like, fuck you later, because this could be months. Right. <laughs> We're in each other's Three space. Months, yes. <sighs> what are you guys watching? Um, I'll tell you. Oh, but first, let me get to my husband management. Yes, yes, yes. So yes, here's please. what sorry, I... Sorry, Yeah, no, no. I want to tell you what I've been doing that's been really effective. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot, too. Yeah. It's been actually really fun. What else do you have to do? What else do you have to do? I kind of feel do? like I'm in rural Georgia again. Yeah. Eat, sleep, drink, fuck. You guys are horny. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, and it puts him in a, because my husband's very, he's kind of a basic bitch. Like, he likes screwing, good flavors in his mouth, eating, and nice touches. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really the essence of Tom Segura. And as long as I get, I, I feed him, I cook a lot. Mm -hmm. We're effing a lot. Mm-hmm. And last night, I even gave him a massage. Nice. And that bought me a lot of goodwill today. Awesome. It puts him in the best mood. Right. And now he does whatever I want. Like, that's the best part is that he takes out the trash 
more readily. He's mm-hmm. he's changing diapers more readily. It's like I put up the karma, like I put it in a bank, and then now he feels obligated to do more. So it's manipulative on my part, but I, it's working. But so. it's working. Hey, it's all about what you need. How do you get what you need? How do you get what you need? It's how it's presented, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, good so plan. So I'm, I'm manipulating, but, um, but in a positive, you know, it's been good. Okay, so sorry, back to what we were watching. Okay, I'm into Euphoria right now on HBO. What is that? Do you want to be terrified about your teenage daughters? Don't watch Euphoria. Okay, never mind. It's great. Is it? I'm learning all about this generation's culture, how they text, how they sext, how they send each other nudies. What? How they're transgender, their boys are girls, and girls are boys. It's fucking great. And they do drugs and their music. It's great. But it's depressing because it's a, the the central character is she's gotten out of rehab and she is it fiction? Uh, yeah, it's okay. a it's a drama 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 on HBO. It's I love it, I love it, I love it. And oh. you know me, I love teen stuff. Uh, I just like to be in touch with what the kids are up to. Right. Okay. Ozark. We're deep in that. Obviously, Tiger King. Yeah. Ob. You into that? Yeah. 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 We've already watched all. Yeah. Thing. It's, oh yeah. Oh, astounding. I'm probably related to half those people. I was going to say, yeah, probably, do you yeah. know a lot of that? Like, do you feel like you know people like that from home? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I was talking to my sisters-in-law, and they were watching Tiger King, and, and um, she's she was so innocent, bless her heart. She was like, I don't understand why they all are missing teeth. And I went, <laughs> oh, my God, honey child. That's called meth mouth. And she was like, there's a thing? I was like, oh, oh girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, that's the thing. She didn't know about that? That's silly. Uh-uh, that's she didn't. silly. Come she on. didn't know it looked like that. Yeah. That teeth actually like break and fall out and it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, I have some relatives that had meth, meth mouth. mouth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sure enough. Congratulations. Know, that's right? really <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Yep. My hometown, I guess, not to be proud of this, but just to know the level that it was happening in my hometown, about 20% of the town was arrested by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation for meth <laughs> in one sting operation. They arrested like 300 people. The town has 1,600 people. Now, <laughs> so meth mouth is rampant. It's rampant. It's everywhere. Well, yeah. I was, I'm just curious, and this might be a dumb question, but why meth and not any other street drug? Like, is it just that it's cheap? Because you can make it. available? You can make it yourself? Yeah, you can make it yourself. A lot of them were arrested for making it. Aha, okay. Because the GBI would not be involved if you're just taking it. The GBI. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Gotcha. The FBI, but in Georgia. Got gotcha. you. They deal with like alcohol, tobacco, firearm Gotcha. <laughs> so these people think they're qualified to be chemists. And from totally. watching Breaking Bad, I understand that it's not easy to make meth. It's quite a, a scientific experiment. That's what's really fascinating, I think, is a lot of these, you know, homeboys from like these like... Uh, boys that i grew up with are super smart yes they fail out of school geniuses but they can make meth yeah they can build a car out of like a matchbook 100 percent. you know and then you go well clearly the educational system is failing them because yeah. they are really smart oh, if yeah. they can figure this out then you need to give them something to learn that they're interested in oh, and, yeah. um, at least one of the six periods a day at school give them something auto mechanics something they can do that's interesting to them because yeah they're clearly smart people well businessmen i think are just criminals who (laughs) have mastered the law like who do crime within Mm. their boundaries of the law do you know what i mean like they're educated criminals essentially um not all of them but um you know yeah there's a lot of people who are doing illegal stuff but 
Yeah, I, I agree. If they could have just harnessed that energy exactly, into yeah. something positive, it would have been much better for them. Yeah, but it's they feel bad. lost and they feel like they don't have anything to do. And so why not? Let's see if we can make some meth. <laughs> and we make it and we like it. Well, let's just keep making it. You know, That's kind of not brain surgery to figure that out. So, Do you do meth? Have you tried meth? No, I'm not. I've never done any drugs. I just oh. um, drank and I've smoked pot four times and I threw up all four times. So really? I figured I did it. Uh, pot's not for my body yeah you must be like allergic or something i don't know yeah it doesn't pot make me. makes me freak out a lot too it made me paranoid and then vomit every time. <laughs> i was like this is not fun at all i'm not the vomiting part uh-uh. um i can't imagine why people even do heroin anymore that seems uh, nutty all right let's do some uh topical stuff from the listeners let's do what would uh christina p do so this one is kind of rando, but I like the rando. I'm not a parent, but I love your show. I was looking for a little dating advice. Mm. I've been talking to a girl on Tinder who says she's goth. I haven't asked her out yet, but when I do, should I expect anything or bring anything to the table? Piss on me, beat me, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Good question. Thank you. I'm an expert. Um, listen, goth girls, for the most part, kind of only want to date goth guys. So they can smell a weekender, as what we would call them, hmm. posers, oh. a mile away, unless she's got a thing for normals. Now, here's what you can do to make yourself more appealing to her. You got to show her what's weird about you. Mm. That's really what it is. Goth girls feel like they're big outsiders. They're big weirdos. If you can show her that you're a weirdo, she will be attracted to that. Mm. Also, you may want to brush up on some of the bands she likes. Goths are very territorial about what kind of music they like. Is she... Uh, is she a Marilyn Manson goth? Is she a Cure goth? Is she a Bauhaus, Joy Division, an old school jam? I don't know. You got to find these things out. Goth girls are very, uh, very down with the music. So there you go. Good luck. Um, they like Edgar Allan Poe. If you could mm. read her a poem, like a goth poem. The Raven. Percy Shelley. Yeah, I like goth romantic poetry. I'm not... Romantic is in the, the period, a very dark period. Okay. Okay, uh, here's a question. Maybe you could, we'll, we'll get into this together, Miss Leanne. Uh, okay, hold on. <clears throat> I want your opinion. My spouse and I have a three-year-old daughter. She came unexpectedly and everything happened so fast. We are now just getting settled into our new house, our new lives. I love the dynamic of having the three of us plus our dog because everybody gets a reasonable amount of attention. Everyone's been pressuring me to have a second kid. I'm turning 33 and I'm afraid if I don't start trying for one now, there will be more risk to the baby or myself. But at the same time, do I really want to ruin the dynamic we are just getting used to? I'm terrified to have a second kid, but I'm also terrified that I might regret not having one in the future. Or maybe I might decide later on that I want one, but by then it might be too late. Can I also just say how unfair it is that women have a biological clock? Did you plan for a second and what was your deciding factor? Thanks, Christina. Oh, Giselle from Calgary. What are your thoughts, Miss Leanne? Well, I was an only child, and I didn't want my kids to be only children. Same. I was very lonely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so that was our deciding factor. I had, we had Georgia, and we had Isla when Georgia was just over two. And it was because we wanted them close enough so that they could, you know, play with each other and have stuff to relate to, you know, with each other. If they're too far apart, I think they're in completely different phrases yeah. for the for the kind of middle and teenager years. They can kind of, 
you know, they still kind of speak the same language for a lot of those phases. Um, so yeah, I, I, we had a second one because I just didn't want to have an only child. I didn't like being an only child. No, neither did I. It was miserable for me. I think, I mean, but then again, you and I grew up in extreme circumstances, having mentally ill parents, like parents and such. So, um, I can say that, I don't know. But then again, I know some people that are raising an only child and it seems to be really ideal for them mm-hmm. and their older parents and, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're asking me about regretting. I, that's the kind of the thinking I was at too. Is like, I might regret it. Fuck it. Just go for it. Right. Just go all in. You're right. Right, your life's already in the toilet. Like, <laughs> just yeah, right. stay in the toilet. Your stay, life's already in the toilet. <laughs> it's already a doomsday. <laughs> but here's the thing that I believe is that once a kid hits four, <laughs> easy street. For yeah, me, you're right easy streak compared to the first three years so um let me ask you this do you have money money's great to have when you have an extra kid around do you have the money do you have the time do you have the structure to support you having a second child those are more important questions you can delay your biological clock you can put your eggs on ice that's what i did i had the second baby through ivf the first was clomid so yes i did plan for a second knowing after i had ellis that i wanted to do this again Mm -hmm. And I orchestrated their two and a half years apart. My children as well. Same thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, no one can decide for you. No one can. I think there's pros and cons to both. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's great. Uh, Georgia Kreischer was the perfect, was the perfect child. And I think all the time, not all the time. I do think sometimes how easy it would have been just to have had her. To because stop she there, was yeah. so easy. <laughs> yeah. But Isla has given us so, she was very difficult. She's still really difficult in her own way, but she's so uh, open and just like fun and completely different than Georgia. Not that Georgia's not open or fun. They're just de- very They're different. different. Totally. So the experience of just having Georgia would have been much more kind of even and calm. Yeah. than the kind of ups and downs and the, you know, I don't know, challenges we've had to face with Isla, which yeah. has made everybody more rich. Yeah. In their, yeah. Yeah. Well, ultimately, having a new family member is rad, yeah. I would say. I don't, um, Ellis was way harder than Julian. Mm-hmm. So if uh, I'd thought that every kid was as hard as Ellis. So when Julian came along, I was like, oh, they don't just scream all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, not everything is a battle. There's kids that are just easygoing. It was, um, I was, I'm always thankful that we didn't have them in the opposite, that I had mm-hmm. Julian first. If mm-hmm. I had Julian first and then Ellis, I would, you'd have to check me into a hospital. <laughs> I had Julian first and then Ellis. Oh, no. I had Julian first and then Ellis. No, because no, yeah, you yeah. think it's easy street and then you have the difficult, the, the more, you know, difficult kids second. That's yeah. got to be rough. It was awful. Yeah. So that just part know, was hard. Yeah. Just know if your first one's chill, your second one's probably not going to be chill. Right. That's what I've noticed of twosies is that one's chill, one's not chill. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's usually <laughs> it. Yeah. All our, all, yeah, I could say that about all the, our friends that have two. One is easy and one is more challenging for sure. No, and there's no order to it, you know? No. Sometimes the first one's more challenging. Sometimes the second one in our group of friends that have two kids each. It's not necessarily like first one's easy. No, dude, mine was not. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, again, money. If you have money, if you have the resources, if you have the time, also mm. considerations because it sucks being broke and having kids. I, I would not want to do that. You need all the help you can get. Oh, this is funny. Uh, maybe you can help me with this one because I'm having the same problem with my four-year-olds. 
Uh, okay, I'm emailing on advice for my bestie who has a roommate with a 10-year-old daughter. There has been this issue going on, especially now with quarantine, that her roommate lets the 10-year-old just be naked all the time. My bestie is super uncomfortable because the girl will be spread eagle on the couch across from her and walking around naked all day. She has said multiple times to the mom slash roommate she is uncomfortable. She's even said to the daughter, put a robe on, which she does, but then doesn't tie it closed. Okay, this girl doesn't, she says it should be noted this, this girl does not have any spectrum disorders or super sensory quirks like Leanne has mentioned about her daughter and clothing. So my best friend has decided to just stay up in her room, but then the roommate texts her and is like, what is wrong? Are you mad at me? My friend is about to lose it. What or how can she tell her roommate how she is uncomfortable without telling her she is weird or insulting her parenting for allowing her 10-year-old to be naked all the time? Much appreciated. Love you, mommy. Shalom. Hmm. I know. There should be a pickle. pamphlet for that. You can just leave <laughs> yeah. on the coffee table, right? Yeah, just leave it there. Yeah. Maybe she'll read it. That's tough. Yeah, because my four-year-old is a full-blown nudist. Oh, you remember, you used to come to naked my house. Naked baby house, yeah, naked time. Naked time. <laughs> we have naked time, too. naked every day, but not at 10. Ten's <laughs> different. Ten's different. Once you get into 10, now 10 is prepubescent, so mm-hmm. there's no, typically there's no physical development of any kind of, you know, boobs or anything like that at 10. It happens sometimes for kids that early, but... But it is an, it is not really appropriate. No, not at ten. Not at ten. Because four, Ellis is now bordering on like, oh boy, we got to get this one. Right. I don't know. I don't know. How do you deal with that? How do you say to the roommate, you know, uh, so the roommate doesn't think uh, that you're, you know, creepy. By saying, you know, it's creepy for your daughter to be naked when the roommate clearly thinks there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know? That's tough. And you're quarantined with that person. Mm-hmm. I mean. Maybe. Yeah. The woman who wrote should just sit spread eagle naked on the couch also. <laughs> and then with the 10-year-old and maybe yeah. the mom will go, you know what? Maybe there's something wrong with that. Maybe this is a bad plan. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, how does that feel? What do you think about this? Yeah. How about that? Oh, my God. I don't know. That's really hard. I mean, have she has she really communicated it to her how uncomfortable it makes her feel? I mean, if she's really communicated that of like, hey, dude. Mm-hmm. I see your daughter's meow vagina spread eagle. It's really making me like to the point where I don't want to come downstairs and be with you. And I want to be with you. I'd really like to spend time with you guys, but I can't unless. Right. I mean, I think an ultimatum is kind of in in line here. Can't you do that? I think That's so. That's not out of line, is it? Just a private conversation. What can you say? With the mom saying, hey. Yeah, not with the kid there, though. Panties in a t-shirt. She can spread eagle all day long in her panties and a t-shirt. Yeah, that's, you know? that's what I told Ellis uh, that he just needs to put on chonies. Yeah. I know, just for hygiene and for you can hurt your penis or your anus. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to put this in my butt. Like he was putting a broom in his butt the other day. And I'm like, oh, Nadav is suggesting. Say your suggestion, Native. Uh, ultimatums are usually not usually a, a good route to take, but using How I statements. Know? You better uh-huh. fucking do this, bitch. No, yeah. So instead of <laughs> saying like, hey, it's either X or right, Z, right, right. you pick you know, saying, uh, hey, it makes me feel, it makes uh, me feel. Yeah, I feel uh, sad. I can't be uncomfortable with you when, uh, you know, I see uh, a growing child that's naked in front of me all the time. Yeah, it's gross. So dude. it's not something that you're doing. It's something that 
I'm reacting to. It's not your fault, you know. Well, maybe. I wonder if because the mother is the mother's daughter, she doesn't see it the same. You know no, what I mean? Like, clearly. if I saw my 10-year-old naked, I wouldn't think twice about it. But I would, I would, if it were in front of someone, you know, not in our household. Even her aunt, I would be like, whoa, put some clothes on. Your aunt's coming over. But maybe she just, it just hasn't like, hey, wait a minute. That's maybe not okay well 10 is like you said prepubescent yeah that's it is yeah uh, that's a time when you're getting body hair and mm. stuff and it starts for some girls at 10 most yeah. of the time it's a little bit later but well you think that the girl would even be it's starting to register but maybe not maybe she's still young I don't know. Did you walk around naked? Was that your Hell thing? Hell to the no. Yeah, I wasn't. My mother was naked 24-7. Uh, I was new. Gross. My dad was a nudie. Yeah. Always naked. Oh, my mom cleaned oh, the house naked. Yeah. She'd put queen records on and vacuum. Ugh. Boom, flopping. I'd be like, oh my God. I, it doesn't even feel good to have no. your tits slapping around when you're vacuuming. No, she said it was too hot <laughs> to wear clothes. So put a schmata on. Put a freaking <laughs> tube tie. Okay, what grade is it? Fifth graders. Yeah, fifth grade. I think by sixth oh, grade. Oh, ten is fifth in. grade. Fifth grade, you definitely start some yeah. development. Because I got armpit hair at nine. I did too. Yeah. So even then, you start to go. Whoop. Yeah. Time to cover it up. Yes. Yeah. My dad was always naked. Yeah, my mom was naked. Sunbathing. Insane. Mm -hmm, my friends would come over, and I'd have to tell him, like, dude, could you cover your junk? Could you put on a, a speedo at least? It's yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Mm. It's awkward. Hey, what's the update on your uh, kiddo's messed up friend? Remember your cutter friend, the cutting mm -hmm. friend? Any updates? No updates. No, nothing. Same old. Yeah, I think um, things the same. I'm, I'm not as yeah. I'm, I'm not. I think she's probably doing better. Yeah. You know, I think she's doing better. She go. Wait, sorry. This is Georgia's friend, right? Mm -hmm. And she Georgia's goes to the same school as Georgia. Mm -hmm. Wow. Those nope. ladies won't let shit happen. No, I know, right? Yeah. Such an amazing place. Don't worry about it. So I think she seems like I haven't heard a lot from Georgia about her, like mm. negative at all. So hopefully better. Yeah. I think kids are enjoying all this time with their parents. You know what? I was just talking to a mom, uh, our new neighbor who has a, an 11th grader. And she said her daughter's doing so much better homeschooling that the social pressures at school uh, she didn't even realize were bothering her until they were removed. Mm. And so once she's at home, just learning is just like, oh, it's all really... I have to do is learn. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing. Oh, that's a big what I look deal. like. And, you know, your high school, Georgia's high school, doesn't really, that that's not the culture of that school. They're like, wear sweatpants from October best. to March. Yeah. You, don't get, you don't have to wear makeup. The, the, the girls look literally like they rolled out of bed and they're there to learn. It's awesome. So the culture of that school doesn't have that kind of pressure but i think that's not the norm i think the norm, the norm is there's a lot of pressure to look be act a certain way and at home you don't have to do any of that i mean could you i can't even imagine going to high school where there were boys in the classroom and a boy oh. i was attracted to and then like somebody you're texting and maybe you want to look cute for them like i would have been obsessed with looking cute it's distracting yeah <laughs> it's very distracting yeah like i i don't even know how young people learn in a you know whatever with co-ed co environment yeah. like 
I was all about the boys. Yeah. You know, in high school. Yeah, would have failed out. Yeah. I used to, I was a cheerleader and I was like, I need to hem my skirt so you can just see my bloomers when I walk, <laughs> when it goes like yeah. this, because then all the boys will follow me in the hall. And it worked. That was my ma- my number one concern was, what is the ma- the maximum length that gets the ultimate flop for the bloomer reveal? Hell yeah. And some of our hallways had an up ramp, right? So you really wanted it so that on the up ramp, the boys could just see under your skirt. Yeah. It, that was all I thought about. Of I don't course. know. I don't think I learned anything. I definitely learned, didn't learn anything about the Constitution, Hello. which I'm reteaching now. Uh, so I would not, I mean, just doing your makeup, looking mm-hmm. cute all the time. Mm-hmm. I would be, and imagine if you had a pimple, like remember how you'd freak out about like, oh my God, I have to keep it covered. I would like apply cover up 20 times a day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that took a lot of pressure off. Going to an all-girls Catholic school yeah. was like the best thing I ever, that my parents did, definitely was putting me there. It just relieved all that social bullshit. Yeah. I can't even imagine the, the the internet now, though, like the Instagram and seeing what everyone else is doing all the time, although that's gone too, so maybe the kids can relax. Yeah. I think it's better uh, in yeah. a lot of ways for a lot of kids to just yeah. have that pressure removed. Just be in the kind of the safety of your home, I guess. And maybe not everybody's home is safe. But Mm -hmm. I'd like to think my kid's home is safe. It is, yeah. And they, you know, are just kind of... We're trying to enjoy this time. You know, when this first quarantine first started, Bert and I uh, were in his man cave. And I said, you know, we... This is about perspective. Yeah. Our perspective should be we're safe. We're doing everything the CDC is telling us to do to be safe. So why not enjoy this time together? Because it's going to end. It's going to end. And look at it as a gift. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a curse or being trapped. I agree. To look at it as a gift. We get a free gift to spend all this time together to watch movies, to... We have been throwing the softball every day. We've been taking the dog out for walks as a family all the time, which we never, we just don't have time. I mean, yeah. softball in and of itself is like a full-time job. So for us to just, you know, make cookies every couple nights, the, the girls just go make cookies all the time together. You're not eating those cookies, are you? I'm not eating those cookies, no. Yeah. But, um, you look great. You don't need to eat those fucking dolls, cookies. Dolls, thank yeah. you. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the your perspective dictates your day-to-day. So like how you and Tom are getting along and everything seems to be working great and he's helpful, it's because of of how you've decided, the tone you've set for this. Well, yeah, because we do know this will end. This is not going to go on infinitely. And like you said, you're safe. You Mm -hmm. got your needs met for the Mm -hmm. most part. Hey, man, as long as I can get Instacart Mm -hmm. and eventually I will get a bag of flour, I know that that will come back. (laughs) Um, And also I've always had this fantasy um, in therapy, I've always had this fantasy of like, I wish the world would stop. Mm-hmm. So slow that, down. No, I want it stop. stopped. Why? Because that way I don't feel pressure to be successful. I don't feel the pressure to produce, mm. to be, to do, mm-hmm. you know, like just to be like, mm-hmm. what would that be like just to exist? Mm-hmm. And now I've got my wish. It's, it's so fucking surreal to have that. And my therapist would always be like, you don't really mean that. You don't really want to do nothing, do you? And I'm like, no, I, I really, like, you know, that end of um, office space 
that character who's like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> the, yeah. the guy who's yeah. like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. That's who I am. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to try. I don't need to. I, I can literally sit and think for hours, mm-hmm. like planes, long plane flights. Mm-hmm. People bitch about, oh, you do five hours. I literally can sit there and just think for mm-hmm. five hours because there's mm-hmm. everything to think about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling, but I, I like it. I like that this finally happened. <laughs> I'm enjoying it too. I'm enjoying the forced slowdown. Yeah. It's really a forced slowdown. And, you know, my family's been doing this for years. But every night at dinner, we always say, what was your favorite thing about the day? What was your least favorite thing about the day? And we just add a new one. What are you grateful for? Mm. And what are you grateful for doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my grandparents are healthy. It can be like, what was it? I le- yesterday was like I'm I'm grateful for this one knife that we have because it's my favorite <laughs> knife for spreading butter, and you go okay, but those little things you don't stop and take the time to think about when we're in our hectic softball doing, piano doing, blah, 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 blah. yes constantly doing you don't stop and go you know what I really do like that knife that's a great knife I, I, I we use it all the time and I don't even think twice about it but that's my I like that state of being, like yeah, where I yeah. just marvel at, like, oh, that's dope. I saw a woodpecker. I saw a woodpecker for the first really? time in forty-three years. I've never seen a real-life woodpecker pecking tick, 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 on the tree. And somebody walking by goes, "There's a woodpecker up there." I go, "You got to be shitting me, man! I've only ever seen a cartoon." And I looked at it, and I was like, "This is crazy." It took a pandemic for me to just be able to go and see a woodpecker. That's bananas, man. It is bananas. And I'm interested to know what our... Uh, I hope this never ends. I just want to stay. I'm just kidding. I'm just what? kidding. No. What? We can stop. The pandemic. No, I because um, I, I want to go to... The, I want to do comedy again. I do miss stand-up. I miss my friends, but... I miss my friends, too. Other than that. And I miss my podcast. You know, our podcast... I did Aww. one episode on Zoom, and it's not the same. It's not the same. It's hard. It's awkward. It you know, it's a different person on the screen than who's talking, and it's very awkward and very impersonal. Oh, and for the record, we're allowed to podcast through the uh, California guidelines. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is totally legal. Some of you are probably like, how the hell are she and Leanne doing this? The media is allowed to continue podcasting. So by law, I'm allowed to do this. Yeah, all right. And we're, and we're, we're very careful. I've 16. washed my hands a bunch. Yes. and We're all, we all test negative. Careful. Okay. But uh, so what, what, you can't do really a solo cast, I guess, for your, is it? Not really. I mean, I've, I've, the pe- I've asked a few friends, are you comfortable? Because they're sitting six feet away from me. Yeah. And they're, and they're not. And you have to be respectful of that. And say, okay, no problem. You're not comfortable? Totally fine. We'll do it online. But um, I do miss that a lot. Yeah. Bummer, but, man. That's okay. I'll figure it out. Well, the good news is in New York, the, um, what is it? The death toll has finally gone down. Gone down a little bit. Yep. That's positive news guys yeah. less bodies in the streets so we're uh well, i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen do you know no i don't know isn't that crazy that we don't know no i don't know i don't know i don't know how I'm, I'm hoping they come up with a vaccine oh they will uh i have a uh, doctor friends and they're saying um that yes it should be fairly not easy but it's gonna happen Obviously, it will happen. Who knows it will. Happen. I think this is just a very smart virus. It seems to be changing and morphing a little great. bit. Great. And that's what's a little scary about Fucking it. Fucking great. All right. Well, um, try to have fun, you guys. This will end. Yes. This is not permanent. And um, there's a lot of uncertainty. But uh, hey, man, we're living a wacky time. This is it. We're going to be able to talk about this in a year from now, hopefully, in a very different way. 
and enjoy the surrealness and enjoy enjoy the moments you can right what yeah. are you gonna do today <laughs> when you go today when i go home what's on the menu uh uh inspire isla to shower Ooh, that's one because that's she's, cool she's not big on that in this quarantine really which is yeah yesterday i went in her room and her windows are open which never happens and i was like why did you open your windows she said my whole room smells like feet oh and i went okay <laughs> maybe you should wash those feet mm. call me crazy mm. no 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 i'm just gonna open the window so she literally did not wash her feet Lit a candle also. Oh my god! To help with the foot. Smell. She's got to go to this all girls school, man. She'd fit right <laughs> Cannot in. Cannot wait. She's gonna fit I right in. Actually, bought her a sweatshirt because she's going to the same school as Georgia. That's coming in the mail, so she can feel a little inspired. How long until she goes to the to school? When they're back in school. One more year in the fall. Oh, Le- uh, Isla will be a freshman in high school in the fall. Girl, can you believe that? This is gonna be great for her. It'll be the most perfect thing that has ever happened for her yeah. in education. Is she into sports? Uh, she wants to play softball. She will. With uh, Georgia. Awesome. So, yeah. And those chicks don't shower either, right? They're a bunch of dirtbags. Nope. Softball players. I can't say Georgia is proficient <laughs> in that area either. So maybe I'll inspire her to shower also. I'm going to inspire some showers. I'm going to figure out dinner. I know Bert and I at like 4 o'clock were like, what should we do for dinner? And yes, last night he went... It's already time to do that. I mean, oh my God, the day's almost over already. I know. Now we just feel very unproductive. But I'll probably, if it's not raining, I'll sit in the yard with my dogs. And Isn't that nice? Just mm-hmm. like, I pet my dog. Yeah, I like it petting is. dogs. And we'll watch a movie. Tonight we're watching, um, oh crap, the movie with um, Ben Stiller, Tropic Thunder. Oh, that one's funny. Yeah, they've oh, never seen one. it. Oh, that's super funny. Oh, yeah. Very controversial. He uh, does blackface in it, right? I know, yeah. 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 We Boo. always explain stuff like that to the girls. Like, especially John Hughes films will go, okay, yeah. 16 Candles is one of the best <laughs> films made, except there's this one, one scene where Jake Ryan is telling Farmer Ted he can pretty much rape the girl. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. But the rest of the movie's amazing. Yeah, yeah, Let's watch yeah. this movie. That's it's super funny. <laughs> when they make a bunch of Asian jokes, long duck dongs, yes. pretty funny. We talked about that too. Yeah. We watched Blazing Saddles and I was like, okay, this is a parody of racism. Yeah. And you are going to hear the N-word repeatedly. Yeah. This is making fun of racism. So this is, we're not, this is not, this is actually Mel Brooks making fun of People being stupid enough to believe that a black man can't be a yeah, sheriff. Of course. So, yeah. Just so you know, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, not... Mel Brooks is brilliant. He's so brilliant. You know, what we watched the other day was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which one? <sighs> the original? Girl. The only one? The only one. I agree. Fuck Johnny Depp agree. and his whack ass rendition. Teeth. Stupid. No, no stupid. It's nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> boo, boo, double yeah, boo double on Johnny boo. Depp. Google this nonsense. He sucks. Because he was trying to play weird. And the thing is, yeah, he doesn't have the depth or the comedy chops to be Willy Wonka. No, this, it was just dark. It was, that's the yeah. thing. It was dark yet likable. And he's a dick. Gene Wilder oh. is kind of a piece of shit in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. to be a lovable piece of shit. Yeah. And what's so great about this movie is that it teaches children that there are boundaries and that you cannot mm-hmm. fuck with boundaries yeah. because you will die in a candy factory. Yeah. And they love it. Yeah. Kids love this movie. Because they thrive on boundaries. Yeah. They do. 
Yeah, they do. We watched Stir Crazy the other day. I ah! love Stir Crazy. That's what we're doing. We're going through all these old movies they've never seen. Yeah. And watching these old movies like Stir Crazy. And yeah. we were like, listen, it's going to move slower than you're used to. Yeah. You know, because it's not a fast pay. I mean, it's the 70s or 80s, whatever it was. Yeah. And they, they, they're they loving all these old movies. We watched Places in the Heart, which love is a you know, soulful movie. And I, again, said it's not going to move as fast as what you're used to. They loved it. They're loving all of these old movies. I mean, you can only watch Marvel so many times. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I wish I can't wait to show my kiddos that kind of stuff. Good comedies. That's oh, like the building blocks of good comedies. 100%. I think Coming to America is the most perfect comedy ever love made. Love that movie. Every time it's on, I have to stop and yeah. watch it. It I is a that. perfect fucking comedy. I Eddie agree. Murphy's a genius mm -hmm. brilliant brilliant mm -hmm. any john hughes movie i'm mm -hmm. on board too mm -hmm. god damn i love him i gotta show the girls bowfinger I that's love a good that one movie. too yeah with mind head wasn't that the... yeah 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 so <laughs> that movie killed me yeah and eddie murphy was so yeah. good in that movie also. and the jerk steve martin oh, stuff was that. great too mm -hmm. the jerk god damn it what else have we watched we've watched a few mel brooks films some of them are a little too sexual like, yeah i'm just like not quite yet yeah, yeah maybe yeah. not yet but um yeah john hughes is awesome you know what's crazy is that in my lifetime i've watched comedy change like you could do racial material a decade ago and mm -hmm. now it's just not funny yeah it's kind of what happened to take my wife please mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah and then people are just kind of like oh wait why are you doing that that's racist yeah it used that's to be funny like you could i don't know why but it was you could make a racial joke but now even when i hear them i'm not I'm not like turned on by it. I'm more like, meh. <laughs> like I get bummed when I hear yeah. racial stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. Weird. I hadn't thought about Society that. Society changed. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go home and uh, relieve my husband from taking care of our two children. I told him he's on dinner duty and he did not respond well. Uh-oh. I go, hey, do you think you could think of a dinner plan for us? Uh, okay. And when he goes, okay, I know that's a fuck you. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> He was just hoping to sit around and watch uh, Toy Story with the kids. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Anyways, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you, too. Stay safe. Uh, you, too. And I'm, I'm sure we'll do this again. And to everybody at home, uh, until next time, stay cool, moms. Boops. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? <laughs>